All right, welcome to Speak Your Peace podcast. My name is Ian McNaughton. Joining me over Zoom, SYP creator Scott. Scott, how's it going, buddy? Hey, it's going well. Uh, two weeks into school, basically. We're uh, we're busy, but we're it's good. Things are good up here, for sure. What's your favorite class so far? Probably Geography 365. It's uh, Parks and Rec. Oh, is it? Like, it's yeah, just, it's yeah, actually it's called Parks and Re- like, Recreation. It's, it's actually a lot of fun. We have a lit class. Um, yeah, it's been good. So you do, that, you do you do that all the time, like 365, like it's all geography for you. Like that's yeah, yeah, all the time. And I have class with Chris Pratt and Aubrey Plaza. It's great. Oh, nice. That's yeah. so cool. My my favorite is Amy Poehler, if I'm being or oh, yeah, Amy Poehler's pretty good too. Yeah. Amy Poehler rocks. Yeah, she sits at the front of the class, though. So it's oh, you don't talk to her. I see. You're you're that asshole in the back of the class who's just making noise, and then the teacher's like, hey, no, no eating, and you're still chewing down like a, a clip bar or something well, in the back you of know, the class. Actually, funny thing, UBCO, probably a lot of campuses, no food or drink because you have to means you have to take off your mask, right? Oh, is that the, is that a thing? That's a thing for real. I didn't know that. I went to BC. No, no one enforces it, but like, you're no, not no one's enforcing because nobody wants to be the assholes enforcing the mask policy. But like, I went to BCIT the other day, my first in person class in 18 months. I went there and I got triple O's. I had a burgie before class oh, and go. Nobody was move right there. Nobody was bothering me good well that's good well, that's eating though it's different like if you're in class and you're eating that's a different story well the, it's funny the one class so monday is my media monday nights are my media relations class yep eight kids are signed up for the whole class total eight what yeah was in person this is in person shut up and seven that showed up on monday were all dudes all boys monday night the one girl who was signed up for the class didn't show up so oh interesting <laughs> That that was a that's a tough look uh, yeah. for the class. Oh gosh, oh boy. Speaking of tough looks, uh, we're going to be talking about the Buffalo Sabers in the NHL's Atlantic <laughs> yeah, Division. Like, yep, that was a smooth transition. That was a smooth transition right there. So Scott and I, uh, hopefully for at least the next month, next four weeks, anyways, four weeks, yeah. are going to be doing. NHL previews, hopefully on Thursday nights, coming out Fridays. That's when this podcast is being recorded. Uh, We're going to start with the Atlantic Division. I chose because I figured how I do my football previews, I usually start with the division that the champion is in. So I figured we do the Atlantic because Tampa Bay is like back to back. Um, Yep, they are. Uh, uh, Tampa Bay, if we're looking at it from a Buccaneers perspective. But since this is more of a hockey episode, we'll discuss the Lightning um you know because they're they're actually uh still good i think yeah there's they're still an elite team i think even though they lost yanni gord they lost uh tyler johnson they lost some other oh they lost the whole checking line basically their whole yeah barkley goodrow's gone blake coleman's gone like yeah they're basically their bottom six is in ravages except for matthew joseph but yeah we'll see what they're still good they're still really good um we'll talk about them more later on but We're good. So basically how we're going to do this, how Scott, I think how we're going to do this, yep. we're going to go team by team, do a bit of a deep dive, a medium dive on medium teams. Dive. Medium dive. We'll maybe we'll share like a player to watch or somebody that we're interested yep. in this year. And then at the end, I'll do over under for each team. Uh, after we discuss each team, I'll share the over under. And then at the very end, uh, we'll go through our standings and how we think the standings are going to go in the Atlantic. And then we also have a mailbag at the end. So we had a couple of questions that we're going to answer at the very end of the show. Yep. So let's discuss. I think we should start with the Sabres. I'm going to go from like worst to best. Start from the bottom. Now Pretty much. 
Yeah, I like it. I like it. So the Sabres last year went 15, 34, and 7 in the awful season they had. Gross. That's gross. Did they have a 20-game losing streak at one point? Is that what it was? I think it was an 18 or 19-game. They finally beat the Rangers somehow. So I think this was a a tough – I don't want to say it was a bad offseason, but it's a tough offseason for the Sabres, I think, for two reasons. Okay. Jack Eichel is still on the team. Yes. My conspiracy theory on this is that I've been kind of – when you've been on, we've been talking hockey, I've kind of been pushing this Eichel to Anaheim thing. You have a lot. And, and I think there is some truth to it. Like, I do think Anaheim makes – if you look at it, Anaheim makes a lot of sense in terms of, like, he can be their number one center. He can put the team yeah. – you know, fast-track them to being successful. Yeah. I agree, but again, this is we'll save the ducks for later. But we will. But I just wanted to say, I think the reason that hasn't happened to Anaheim is because you're at like Kevin Adams is asking for Zegers or Drysdale, and that's just not happening. That's just never. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. So I think that's part of why we're a bit stuck on this Eichel deal and why Eichel hasn't been traded. Yep. The other concern I have with the Sabers right now is that their best D man is unsigned. Right now, as we record this, as we record, yeah, currently Rasmus Dahlin currently in RFA on September on September sixteenth. Rasmus Dahlin is unsigned. This is a problem. That's a big problem when your best defenseman, former first overall pick, Rasmus Dahlin, is not signed. There's a really good chance that all of, I mean, obviously, Owen Power is not playing for the Sabers this year, Um, but with this Darlene issue, there's a chance that all three of their first overall picks in the last six years will not be on the team. That's, that's not good. So not good at all, actually. It's really bad. Yeah. The, the, the issue I have with the Sabres is that I was saying last season that they should just basically be the dumping ground for shooting, basically do what Arizona is doing right now. Yeah. And they didn't even do that. They couldn't even manage that properly. Nope. So I guess my question to you. Yes. This is the worst team in the league. Oh, 1,000%. With 1,000%. 1,000%. Okay. <clears throat> what, would be the, what would be a positive for the Sabres this season? Is it getting first overall? Like drafting first overall and taking uh, Shane Wright? Is that the, is that the pot best case scenario? Uh, the best no they're not going to get two straight first overall picks i don't think it's going to happen um ra- the best case scenario rasmus dalin signs they don't finish last that's the absolute best okay. case um yeah it, there's n- there's really here's the thing there's really not a lot to say about this team except they're really bad they're really bad they're there's not a lot of talent on the team that I'm really excited for. Because, well, again, Brandon Montour is gone. Sam Reinhardt's also gone. Uh, those are two of kind of your, I don't want to say, well, your premier players. They're not your best players, but they're premier. The guys you can rely on. 100%. Oh, yeah. And they're both they're both in Florida, funny enough, who we'll talk about later. Um, it's just it's not a good look in Buffalo right now. So You're, I mean – Casey Middlestat right now is apparently your top center. 
Well, with Eichel, assuming Eichel's gone. Assuming Eichel's gone. Right. That's, I mean, hey, Middlestad was very good in the juniors a couple of years ago. But again, that's, he's just never turned out. He's just, he's it hasn't like, worked out. He's like a Gauchenyuk in a way. He's like got all this hype, all this like, oh my gosh, this guy's the next big thing. And he's just, just like a average middle six not even like good enough to be middle six guy. No, he's still trying to get to be the middle six guy, and he yep. still hasn't got there yet. Hasn't got there yet. He may never. We'll see what happens. Is there anybody you're interested in on the Sabers? Like my my X factor is Rasmus Dahlin, but they got to sign him first. Okay. So that's yeah. Um, Carter Hutton. He's not there. He's not there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there you go. I, Dylan just, Co- I was going to say Dylan Cousins. Dylan Cousins. I Yeah, that would be my, other than Darlene getting signed, Dylan Cousins. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you can like place a bet on this, but I wouldn't mind like placing like dark horse odds on Cousins being the leading point scorer for the Sabres this season. Yeah, that's reasonable. Because he, he's the kind of guy like his build and how he plays, he's the guy that's going to, that could take a big jump, especially if he's going to play key minutes, which he, he might, which especially with Reinhardt gone now on the right side, that kind of, that spot's kind of there for him. Right. So. They're over under this season. Uh, coincidentally enough, according to Bodog sports. Yep. 69 and a half points. Oh, under. You're going to so, hit the under. Yeah. So, are you kidding? Yeah. I, I, re- I really can't see a world in which they get. I'd be surprised. 20, if, 20 wins, 25 wins. They might have 25 wins. They maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I'd be surprised okay. if they have more than 65 points. Okay. It's definitely, definitely under, but I'd be surprised if they're more than 65. It's somewhere between, I think, 60 and 65 is where the Sabres are. I think that's a good guess. Okay. The Ottawa Senators. Yes. First Canadian team we discuss. Yes. First of three. First of three. First, first of three. Yep. I, I, okay, listen. Yeah. They're, they're not good. Not yet. Not yet. But they're still not good right now. I know they had a really good end of the year run beating the Canucks in Calgary a bunch of times. Yep. They did. That's true. I don't like their goaltending right now. I'm not, here's the thing, I'm not betting on Murray to make a comeback, but maybe he does. Maybe I'm wrong there. Their defense concerns me. Yep. Yep. Outside of Shabbat, 100%. Outside of Shabbat, totally. I would be worried too. Um, Actually, Eric Brandstrom's very good. He's, He's good. He is. He's good. Okay. Eric Ransom's good. Oh, yeah. 100%. Okay. And the forward group, I listen, as we record this, Brady Kachuk is not signed. He, he was going to get signed, though. I think he should. Between him and Darlene, Brady's more likely to sign as sooner than... Ooh. You don't think so? I think the Sabres are more desperate to sign Darlene than... Being desperate doesn't mean they'll get signed. No, but I think like we're okay. So we're approaching training camp, right? Like we're getting closer to like we're within a week. If we're within a week, we're a month until the season starts. The guys are in training camp, but the official camp hasn't started yet. 
No, no. But it, like we're like coming up to like 10 days until training camp. 10 yeah. days until preseason games. Basically, yeah. If there was a team that needed it, I mean, maybe the Sabres are really just going to go for the ultimate tank this year. And maybe yeah. they don't, you know, maybe they wait on Darlene. Yeah. But I feel like the Sabres need Darlene. Like, if you're going to try and get fans in the arena, you need Darlene. You need Darlene. For, from a marketing side, I agree. And I think that you're right. The Sabres do need Darlene more than the Senators need Kachuk. However, having said that, I still think Kachuk gets signed first because I think he wants to stay in Ottawa. I think he likes it better. And Darlene's going to wait, wait it out until he gets the right price to sign, whereas Brady might take less or more, whatever it might be. Well, I heard it was eight by eight was the last offer I heard for Brady. I'm not mad about that. That's quite for what he can and will be, what he is and what he will be. That's reasonable. Well, I think the, I think the problem is that that's too long of term to be in Ottawa. Maybe he likes it that much. That's the thing. Well, that's the thing, right? We'll have to see. So, the forward group for the Senators, I I like like I like their top nine. Oh, so do I. But I think they need another year or two before I can really like really believe like this is going to be an elite group i also i agree with that too i think it's it's one of those things they're just they're a bit too young and yeah there, there isn't well derek stefan's still there nope he's not he's gone yeah, there you go no, so you're so according to daily faceoff yep. the ottawa senators top line right now yep. is brady kachuk josh norris and drake batherson i like that yeah, and, and Batherson got the deal too this offseason too. He got the six year deal. By the way, great signing. On, yeah. on, we talked about it earlier, but yeah, great signing. And then your second line for Ottawa is your boy uh, Tim Stutzla, uh, Shane Pinto, yep. and, and Connor Brown. Yeah, that concerns me a little bit. Again, they'll, they're going to flip lines a bit and figure things out, but like Stutzla is not going to play with those two guys. He'll play with Batherson probably. Connor, yeah, I was gonna say Connor Brown on the second line is a little bit concerning. I don't like I don't like that's not a good look. I don't like that. And then their third line apparently is Nick Paul, Logan Brown, and Colin White. Yeah. Again, those those the line combinations all flip around. But again, point is you're right. And the over, overarching theme of this is they need another year. They're better than Buffalo's court everywhere. Yes. But they still need another year, so they won't be. I'm with you there. It's usually your guy to watch on Ottawa this year. He's my X factor, hundred yeah. percent. He he could he could up, he could put up seventy points. You just don't know. He's got the dynamic game and the skill to do it, and he's going to be guy that's going to be kind of driving the play, especially because he's kind of the guy outside of Brady and yeah. Michelle, obviously. So um, well, yeah, with that being said, he's my X factor. He might have six, seventy points. He might have Ooh. he'll have a good year. I I think he I think he's going to have a good year. I, I mean, I here's the thing. I like obviously Brady. Yep. Norris and Pinto are two guys that I'm interested in watching. Norris is slick. He's Norris is well, especially after last year. Those guys, like that was kind of one of the underlying stories I thought for Ottawa last year was like the Josh Norris, you know. Not oh, and even the rise of Batherson, too. Batherson kind of unheralded. He wasn't drafted super high in I think he was third or fourth round. Yeah. Uh, and but he's again, he's he's just like such a key piece. And he, he's very much like He's not quite Mark Stone, but he's like Mark Stone. He's he's a, a a poor man's Mark Stone. Yeah, a bit of a better shot, but yeah, yeah. The other, the other, well, I was gonna say the other guy I want to mention because I really hope he makes his team is Alex Formanton. I think he'll make the team. I'd like to see him make the team. Yeah, 
Uh, over under according to Bodog, 77 and a half points for the sentence this year. Under, but it's under, but it's close. Okay. I'm probably going to do a slight under as well, just because of the defense and the goaltending. Yeah, I agree. Especially if the goaltending is coming, that's going to be the theme of every team. But if, 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 Murray, if Murray can have like a 900, 905 save percentage, it might be in the 80s for Ottawa this year. I, I also agree with that. Again, it's going to uh, say, I say Schutzel is my X Factor, but I would say also Matt Murray would be in that conversation as well. All right. We'll see. Detroit Red Wings. Oh, I'm going to let you take this one. You okay. know your place, so you, you do your thing. So, I like what the Red Wings are doing. I don't think they're going to, like, I don't think they're going to be, like, in the wild card hunt or anything. Again. They're not making the playoffs. They're, they're not making the playoffs, no. I don't think that's the plan either. I think the plan is to miss the playoffs once again this year, get a lot of You guys, the plan is in motion. It's in motion. And yeah. the big move, I one of the big moves was Nick Letty. Yep. Getting him. Which I thought I liked the player. I thought it was a bit rich giving up a second rounder and Ponick for Letty. Yeah. But there is a chance if Letty has a really good year, they might trade him at the deadline and might be maybe get a first round pick out of some team. So right. actually with a guy like him, some good playoff experience, they might. They might. might um, yeah. True. Getting the Delkovich for Jonathan Bernier and a third round pick from Carolina is surprising. Steel. Steel. They had steel. They had top 10 goaltending last year by GAA. Yep. It's true. Probably going to be top 10 again this year, assuming that Delkovich plays, you know, as well as he did for a full season. Yeah. Thomas Grice, hopefully plays like Thomas Grice can. I will say Detroit's system is far defensively is far different from Carolina. So it is. We'll see if Nadelkovic can actually thrive in a different environment. I think he's up to. I think he's up for the task. But even still, it's he's gonna like kind of you said earlier, like have a nine ten nine fifteen save percentage, two point five goals against average. Detroit's just up front. There's just nothing impressive, in my opinion. But again, I'll other than I mean, Larkin in between. Well, no, no. I was gonna say Lark. So Larkin, I'm wearing again. I'm wearing like Larkin jersey. I don't know if you can. I'm wearing yeah. a Larkin jersey. Um, I'm not gonna get up and flex like I did in the like a, a show a couple. You know, one of the last shows we had together. Oh God, yeah, the thigh, the thunder thighs. Oh, thunder thighs coming on. Uh, Lark, <laughs> Larkin should get sixty or seventy points this year. Like I think in a full season he should be. I don't think he's quite a pointed game yet with the rest of his team. But with, you know, hopefully a full season from Tyler Bertuzzi. Yep. Vrana hopefully can, you know, if fully, you know. I like Vrana, dude. Vrana's another guy that's super slick. And he's a good top six forward. Kind of like a complimentary piece in a way. Yeah. Um, to a Larkin, a Bertuzzi. Like, you know, I think of Vrana in that situation as like the shooter. Well, um, you're, you're, you're trading the power from Manta for the speed yep. of Vrana. Yeah, pretty much. And you already have the power in Bertuzzi on that first line. Yeah. Who, by the way, uh, they have a kid coming. I they think. do. They do yeah. have a kid. That was today, I think it was. So congrats to Tyler and Ashley. A uh, friend of the pod, Tyler Bertuzzi. Um, yeah. I, I think we're also going to see some step-up seasons from Zadina. Yep. Phil Peronik, who we, I think we talked about Peronik on one of our earlier pods, and we I don't think we had a difference of opinion. I think it was more just like I really like him because I think I've seen him more, and I think he's a really good defenseman. 
but he's just unheralded. He's not yeah. talked about enough. That's the biggest thing. Um, and I'm with you with Zadina. I was very high on him. Detroit stole him in that draft, 2018 draft. They absolutely yeah. stole him. Um, but he just again, same thing. Kind of, he's on the. He's so close. He needs like something to go his way, and he'll have 30 goals in no time. Well, I think what's going to help is that um, Pius Suter from Chicago. Yeah, Pius Suter, yeah. he's, he's supposed to be the second-line center, which is a big addition from – Very underrated, too, because Pius Suter had a good year as a rookie in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, with Taves and Doc basically out most of the year. So, he, yeah, yeah. They're, I mean, they're, well, I was going to say, they're pretty much like he, – he is an upgrade from – trying to force Fabry to be a center and trying to be, you know, get Vlad Domestikov to play second line minutes, which just or, wasn't working. Or even uh, Rasmussen to get him in the top six. Or even like, Rasmussen. Like, yeah. I, 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 Suter should be an upgrade from both of those guys. Pius Suter, I'd say, is like an average second line center. In my yeah. Opinion. I'd say he's like mid-average. And then I think Sider should get a top six role this year. He should be in the starting lineup. I agree. I don't know if Raymond gets... At least, at least in the opening night, like like you know how they do the first ten games thing. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think Raymond. He might get more time at the end of the year just to showcase his stuff, but I don't know if they're going to start the year with him on. I think you're right there as well. Um, I don't know if Raymond is even going to play in the NHL this year with the way Detroit does prospects. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's even touching NHL ice. He might play in the AHL if once his Swedish Sweden season ends, but. Again, we'll see how that goes. And with COVID, who knows? And again, Eisenman has no rush to push anybody. Like, there is oh. there, oh. there, there is oh. no urgency. Like, there is oh, no, no expectations of this team whatsoever. No. Him, like, Raymond, I'd even throw um, the kid they drafted, Edmonton. Edmonton, there's no like, rush. Sebastian Costa. Sebastian like, Costa, they're not rush. No. That's, again, really good. Again, Detroit set prospects-wise, they're set up quite well for yeah. this year. So. And, and I mean, we didn't even talk about like Connor Rowney. They signed as a depth piece this year. Uh, they they acquired Mitchell Stevenson. Yep. You know, I again, I think they're fine. I don't think they're great. I think they're probably, um, you know, they're probably like around like the twenty twenty first twenty second best team. I think in the yep. NHL this year. They'll have a borderline top 10 pick, assuming they keep their pick. Pretty much. Um, they're over – I mean, do you have an X factor that you're interested in on the Red Wings? I was going to let you take this one. I didn't have one. I'd say, I mean – I'm going to say – I'm going to say – I was going to say Ronick or Stetcher. I'm going to say Zadina. That's – Okay. That's fair. Answer. So uh, – uh, Bodog has them at 79 and a half points. Under. I'm going to take a slight over because I'm biased, but yeah, no shit. <laughs> I do think if there is a world in which like Larkin and Suter do really well on, you know, on the top two center blinds, the defense with Letty, Hironic has a good year. Stetcher has a good year. You get um, Sider right. getting in, in the yeah. top four, maybe yeah. it's, it's an okay top four. There's and then, a world. There's a world where they're over. They're not making the playoffs, but no, I, no, no. I'm not saying they're going to be over. It, well, and it's also depending on like how we are doing the over under. It also depends on how yeah. you feel about the other teams, like the top teams and the bottom. Like the Sabers should be easy targets. I think Detroit's better than Ottawa, but that's also just me. I like the Detroit pieces better than the Ottawa. Like 
Right. Detroit's defense and goaltending matches up well against Ottawa's forwards, I think. Yeah, but I, would that's agree. Just, I would agree with that. Um, but that's just me. Yep. We'll, we'll chat about standings later. Montreal Canadiens. I'm going to get into Mon- – We want, I think we should get into Montreal here. Okay. So okay. – there's, there's a lot to unpack on this one. There's a lot to unpack. And it's funny when I – when I was doing my Montreal pre like when I was taking my notes, yes, I put down what are the Montreal Canadiens. Yep. And I scribbled that out because I realized we know what the Montreal Canadiens are. Like we've already seen this team go to the finals. We already know how they want to play. We already know who they want to be as a hockey team. Yes, I agree. So I replaced it with, can this work again? Can this formula for success that they had last year right. work again? Yes, but it's going to be tough without Shea Weber because he is such an important leadership piece, especially with some of the younger guys on the team, like a Romanov, a Caulfield, a Suzuki. Like These guys kind of look at this guy like, oh, my God, this this is Shea Weber, like absolute mountain man, right? Grew up watching Shea Weber. like exactly, Yeah, exactly. Oh, dude, Weber's a beast. Sycamus boy, just up the road from here. Um, but, no, I, I think, you know, again, David Savard's coming in to replace Shea Weber. But you um, can't replace Shea Weber. That's my point. So, but, again, that gives him a guy on the right side who plays physical, big, going to play some big – he's going to play big minutes. He's going to play with Petrie or with uh, – What's his name? Either Kulak or maybe Sherratt. Um, but again, they're going to play heavy minutes and um, just, I guess, steady the ship, I guess. Have some sort of consistency. Yeah, exactly. Like, like he was a guy that came in, you know, that's coming in as like, you know, as a good, as a good player. Right. So. So Cup champion lightning, by the way. So a couple of weeks ago, we talked about Kakaniemi going to Munch or going to Carolina. They take those picks. Well, they take one of those picks. One of those picks, yeah. And they ship it to Arizona for Christian Dvorak, who yeah. is essentially replacing Philip Deneau. Yeah, yeah, yep, sure. So pretty much you have Dvorak, who's an addition. You have Mike Hoffman, who's an addition. Yeah, that's a, a under, unheralded, underrated kind of a nice. That's a nice addition. Yep. Matthew Perot. You, you kind of know what you're getting with Matthew Perot. Like he, like, it's not really anything special. I think at this point, like probably just, you know, from bottom six penalty kill, yep. you know, the drill, maybe a bit of scoring. Yeah. That's- maybe a bit of scoring. Yep. So with Montreal, I don't know. I, I think it's really tough for me to say that this team is legit and this team it's a Stanley cup contender playoff contender. Maybe definitely not a Stanley cup contender, Okay, but maybe a playoff contender. Okay. The goaltending is also a bit of a concern for me because their goaltending was not great for long stretches of the regular season last year. True. That, that is true. And again, my, and then we're getting the goaltending my X factor carry price, but I mean, he's the X factor of the Canadians every single year. So it's one of those things. If price goes, Montreal goes, if price doesn't go well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think Montreal is good. And another year from Caulfield, Caulfield will be in the running for the Calder. He might even win it. He might. 
I don't think he will. I, there's another guy on another another American guy on a team who's from the same draft. Oh, I th- oh I thought you I thought you were gonna say uh, um, on another American team, and I thought you were gonna say Mo Sider or the Detroit Red Wings who could win Calder. No, but there's another American guy on an American team ah, in that division. Ah, that will probably win the Calder. But we'll, we'll is it who I think I am? I'm thinking of. We'll chat about him in a few weeks. Okay, so. Yeah. Bodog has the Canadians at 89 and a half points. Over. And I'm going to go under. Hmm. Okay. So you don't have to make the playoffs then? I don't think they make the playoffs. Wow. I just, I, I, and listen, I like the, I like the pieces. This is what I said about another, uh, another team that we were doing. Yeah. Ottawa. You said Ottawa. Ottawa, where I like their pieces. Yep. Love Nick Suzuki. Love Cole Caulfield. I'll okay. be posting a lot about him on SYP this year. Oh, it's going to be, yeah. It's, it's going to be the Cole Caulfield show. Carey Price. Love those pieces. I just can't get myself to put, put this team in the playoffs. Wow. I, 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 I'm, especially also with how the Metro is. That's fair. And I think that's a good point. Again, we have to consider that too, is that there might be five teams coming out of the Metro based on how good they are. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll We'll see. Fair enough. Uh, Yeah. Fair enough. So, and I mean, I really want to root for this team. I just can't. I I just can't put them in the playoffs over other teams. So So that's our Montreal Canadiens talk. Yep. Let's do the Florida Panthers. Next case. Sounds good. Let's do the Florida Panthers. So Florida had a, a really good year last year. Really good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They made the playoff. They lost to Tampa in the first round. Yep. I, I guess they got better in the offseason. I mean, they, they, you know, they lost a few pieces, but... Yeah, here's the thing with Florida. Here's let me spit. So they could finish first, they could finish sixth. This is just how that team's gonna be. Like you said, they've added some pieces, they've also lost a few guys. Um, Chris Dreger's gone, which I think is one of the best acquisitions by the Kraken, by the way. Um, that was huge. So Bobrovsky's gonna have to be the guy, he's my X Factor right now. Um, Reinhardt's there, which is big. Montour will have a full year with with the guys. Um, Lax guy, by the way. Big Lax guy. Big, big Lax guy. So, I, yeah, I have, I, I'll talk about standings later, but Florida's going to make the playoffs for me. Okay. But it could be, like I said, they could also miss the playoffs, and it would that would be ugly, but they, it's a reality. They're one of those teams that could be anywhere. So, we'll see. You know, you know, I do appreciate the fact that they, in a way, they are running it back with yeah. a lot of their core guys. Like they're running it back with Barkov and Huberto. Ekblad will hopefully be healthy again and they compare him with Mackenzie Weger. Yeah, true. There's a lot to like about the Panthers. Oh, there is. They're fun to watch. Very fun to watch. The Bobrovsky question really 
I uh, it's a t- it's tough for me to bet on Bobrovsky. It really is, yeah. And I don't know if Florida, if, I don't know if Quinville is going to, he might be the type of guy who might just like, if Bobrovsky has a poor 15, 20 games to start, he might just give the reins to Spencer Knight. Might happen. Spencer Knight's the kind of goal that could do it. He could do it. Yep. Um, he could do it. The other, I mean, I don't, I don't think this is a big part of it, but I do want to mention that they traded Devin Levi to the Sabres for Sam Reinhart. And a first-round pick. And a first-round pick. Yeah. And as much as I like Reinhart, the player, I think he's really good. He led the Sabres in scoring last year with 40 points. He had 25 goals. Like, I think he's a really good player. Devin Levi wouldn't be a bad insurance policy to have as a goaltender either, I think, if Bobrovsky doesn't work out or Knight can't figure it out. Like, just to have as that third goal. Have another guy, yeah. I think Florida's going to have to sign some sort of, like, depth goalie. What that looks like, I don't know. I could try and pull that out, but... um... Yeah, again, like, I don't disagree with you there. Devin Levi had a great run with Team Canada, but again, who knows how his successful translate to the NHL? And that's the thing. Everyone's doubted him up until now, but he, again, he's been really good throughout. So, um... Christopher yeah. Gibson or Samuel Montembeau are the two goalies in Florida system. Yeah. Hopefully Knight does some does some damage and is pretty good. I'm thinking that's what's gonna happen, but we'll see. A guy who's a guy you are excited to watch on the Panthers this year? Dude, Barkov's so nasty. Okay. He's so nasty. Um, I would say Barkov's up there. Sam Reiner, Sam in in fresh in a uh, fresh start for him, he might be he might put up sixty points, especially if he plays with Barkov and Huberto. He might. Barkov, I was going to say, is in a contract year. So oh, if, dude, if, dude, if there was like, a if there was a year to pick up, like if you're in, if you do fantasy hockey and you got to pick up like a a, a, a player, if you want take Barkov that dude's Don't gonna go too off. early but take him second or third round yeah that dude's yeah, gonna go off. Think later yeah later yeah he, he might he might really explode and that's I like that the he other guy him. the other guy I want to mention is Owen Tippett yes who yeah. also is in a contract year he's 22 yeah going I mean, into his RFA year going into his RFA year I don't know if he's going to – I don't think he's going to get top six minutes on this team because they're loaded on the wings. Yeah, loaded. Like, but Probably one of the best winger groups in the NHL, I would say. Definitely an argument for it. But, man, Owen Tippett is so good. He might be somebody like – Florida might have to trade somebody in the offseason to – like, yeah. or they have to get Keep rid them. of Tippett. But, or, yeah, trade him for assets. Yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to see how Florida does in the year. and They might, you know, try – re-up him and sign him but i just remember that the move Tippett made in the game that we i, I was at in, in 2019 oh yeah like a little like a little slip between two guys and he like spun out of the check yeah it was it was not nuts but the, the kids got wicked hands and had an initial shot in junior and it's just getting better now so uh and you mentioned montour lax okay. guy okay. uh two former everett silver tips are on their deep core uh radko gudis and yeah. and Noah Juleson. There's a lot to like. Oh, yeah, Juleson's there too. That's right. Yeah, there's a lot to like about the Panthers. So a lot of right-handed shots, though, I must say. That's I was a right-handed shot. 
Never, yeah, I guess that makes makes it good. Never a bad thing, though, having a bunch of righty shots, especially if Ekblad's going to be, like, in and out with injuries. Yeah. Having that depth will be good. Florida is at 101.5 for, according to Bodog, which I'm going to take a very slight under on the Panthers. I think I yeah. think they're... I think they're a 100 point. Listen, it's the Bobrovsky question. And if they can stay healthy, because that was the thing about Ekblad too last year, where Ekblad left. I'm not saying he would have been the difference and they would have beat Tampa had they had Ekblad, but it's definitely something you have to mention, something you have to talk about. And yeah, oh, for sure. I think they're probably close to 100 points, 99 points. I, yeah. I don't know about it, one. It, honestly, it might take 100 points to even make the playoffs. Especially in this, in this division, in this division in too. This division, it might, yeah. And with how how the Metro is looking to be this year, it might. Over, <laughs> you're gonna slide under on the 101 and a half. I'm gonna say slide under, same as you, slide under, but it's really close. Like they'll probably have between 98 and 102 points. They they here's the thing, they have the talent. It's just goaltending and Bobrovsky. Like if you're trying to trust Bobrovsky, that's yeah. that's a tough sell. And Spencer Knight, who I like, that's all like the trust Knight for potentially fifty. That's a lot for twenty-one year old goalie. For 40 to, 45 to fifty games, you're potentially trusting Knight this year. Yeah, that, I mean, he could do it. He could do it though. I he, he could. could. It's. It, we'll it's like the Alex Ndelkovich effect, right? Where like Ndelkovich was like, I liked him coming out of junior, but like, yeah, is he ready right away? And that was the, you know, Carolina was kind of waiting and patient with him where Florida might just have to say, all right, you're next. Go for yeah. it. We'll see for sure. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Boston sure. Bruins. Oh, it's the next thing we're going to talk about. So the Bruins had a weird, weird off season. Yeah, that's an understatement. And, and by weird, I mean a lot of their players left. Not a lot. I shouldn't say that. Not a lot. A few. A few play. A few key players left in the offseason for the Bruins. Yep. Yep. And that includes Tuka Rask. Yep. And that includes David Krejci. It does. That's true. I, yeah. It's a real head-scratcher, I know. They also lost Halak. Yep. Jeremy Lazon was picked by Seattle. Yep. They did re-sign Taylor Hall, which is good. But that you... was, that was big. They, I think, I think Taylor Hall likes it in Boston, and I think he's a great fit there. So I think it's a really good fit. Mike Riley, I think, is a really good re-signing who they picked up at the trade deadline from Ottawa. I, I think Mike, Mike Riley's very underrated. People very, very him. underrated. Yeah. Brandon Carlo, they re-signed this offseason. Yep, I like that. Good top four guy, solid. Nick Felino. Yeah, that was a good pickup too. I think he's another really good fit in Boston, right? He, he seems like he's going to do really well in Boston. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. So, the question is the million dollar question: Are okay? So the Bruins, I think, are going to make the playoffs. Even with their goalie situation, as I, I, so they so they also added Linus Olmark and, Jer- and Jeremy Swayman is their backup. Well, well, re-sign, re-sign Swayman, you yeah. there. 
I think they make the playoffs. The question is, are they a contender for the Stanley? Because that's been the thing about the Bruins. It's like it's been cup or bust for like the last 10 years, even more. I would say that's changed now. Is it changed now? I think so, especially with Tuka Rask on. So you think they are like a good season for the Bruins would be they're the third seed in the division. That's a good, that's, like as good as it gets. That's as good as it gets. Okay, yeah. wow. The Bruins could be third, they could be fourth, they could not even make the playoffs. So I don't want to say famously, but last year you had the Bruins missing the playoffs. I did, yes. Yeah, I know, I know. I had them sixth place in the division and I got obliterated you got obliterated they actually finished did they finish first in or no they finished fourth they finished fourth wasn't it and then they played um the capitals and beat the capitals they did yes so sorry they finished third they played the capitals finished third and they played the capitals so (sighs) charlie coyle is also their second line center which is a little bit concerned that's slightly charlie coyle is an elite uh, 3C, and he's like a low-tier 2C. He might be the worst 2C in the league. No, no, no. I wouldn't say that. As a, Well, as a 2C. No? Okay. Maybe. Maybe. Okay, sure. He might be. I'm not going to say he is, but he might be. He's below average. Below least. average. That's a good way of putting it. Below average. X-Factors for the Bruins this year? I think it's Hall, right? Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to say whoever their second line center is. Okay. Whoever, whoever it turns out being, whether it's Coil, whether it's insert second line center here. Um, so, so right now you have Marshan, Bergeron, Pashenek. That's your top oh, They're line. automatic. They're, they're automatic. That, that's one of the best lines in the NHL. You have Taylor Hall, Charlie Coil. Craig Smith, who I think was a nice addition for the Bruins last year. Craig Smith was- oh, the, with Krejci in the middle. That second, the Boston's top six is probably one of the best three or four like top sixes in the NHL. And then, according also to Daily Faceoff, you have Jake DeBrusque at three, third line left wing, who they might they might finally trade Jake DeBrusque this year, maybe. I feel like Jake would be he's I feel like he might be a cancer in the room. Like he's one of those guys, kind of like a toxic personality. Again, I don't know. I've never been in the room. I'm just You don't know Jake DeBrusque. No, I'm just throwing out wild assumptions here. He's probably a great guy, but I just feel like there's something off between whether it's him in the locker room or him in management. Maybe it's more of him in management, but either way, something something's off. So I wonder if they maybe move him for a real or a true second line center. They I don't might, know. I, I don't pack, know. They might package him with Coil. Maybe. Or like, like a pick, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's probably that might that might be the move because I mean yeah. they also have daily faceoff has for the Bruins third line. Eric Halla as a third line center. It's not a bad piece. Nick Foligno is their third line right wing. You can almost move Foligno into the middle on the third line and just put coil up and hope, hope he plays to his peak. They might that, try that too. Who knows? We'll, I, we'll see. We'll see. Yep. What's the over under 103 and a half. And I'm going to say a slight under, like, I think they're probably like Florida and Boston. I they're going to be close, like hover around like the 99, 100 point range. I think this year. 
Yeah, yeah. The, here's the thing. Like, between teams three and five that I have on my list right here, it, there could be within, like, five points, those three teams. It yeah. could be even less. But, the, yeah, yeah, you're right. I like that as well. Who? Which goaltending cannon would you rather have, Bobrovsky and Knight or Allmark and Swayman? Are you kidding me? I'd like to know. Are you serious? Are you really asking me that question right now? You're asking me it's if I called, rather... it's, it's called free content. You know, people can't be upset with this. Well, they can be, but the pick's way too obvious. Of course, it's Bobrovsky and Knight. Okay. That's, come, come on. Are you not picking them as well? No, I probably would. I, yeah, I, I, would rather, I, think, I think Spencer Knight is probably the best goal. Like, the goalie I would rather have out of all four guys. He's the best goalie prospect, not of all four, but I'd say no. I think no. I think Knight is like the goalie I would want out of all four guys between Allmark, Swayman, Bobrovsky, oh. and Knight. I think I would rather just take yeah. Knight. Oh, of course. So, um, so Boston, we're going under at one hundred three and a half. Slight under. under. Under, yeah. Slight. Well, you say slight under, I say under, but you just say under. Okay. Yep. We'll do the Maple Leafs next. Yep. Oh, here we go. 106 and a half is their over under. Yep. I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start with that. I'm just gonna start with that. 106 and a half is their over under. Okay. So this was a team that crushed it in the North Division. I don't know if you can hear the motorbike out of my place. That's just absolutely revving his engine. That dude's got a big dick. If he's just revving his engine that hard. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what it is, right? You know, well, you know, uh, did you hear about the uh, sidebar here? Did you see that Nicki Minaj thing? No about how she claimed um, one of her cousins in Trinidad and Tobago got the okay. COVID vaccine and it apparently uh, his testicles are swollen or were swollen because of the oh. vaccine. Interesting. And the Trinidad and Tobago, Tobago health minister had to have an actual press conference to say there are no known cases of test, you know, swollen testicles after getting okay. the COVID-19 vaccine. Who's to say? Who's to yeah? Who who knows who's uh, telling the truth? Um, speaking of big balls, Kyle Dubis is <laughs> walking into this season. Um, I think he's just putting his he's putting it all on the table. If you know what I mean. Yep. Let's, I think let's just say this: that the Leafs need to win in the playoffs, or a lot of shit has to change. Has to. So I was thinking about this today. Yep. If if it's same old, same old for the Leafs. Sure. Does Dubas get fired? Yes. Okay. That includes Sheldon Keefe, because Sheldon Keefe is a Dubas guy. So if you're firing Dubas, you're probably firing Sheldon Keefe. You know, it depends what Shanahan thinks of either of those two guys. And that's the thing. I think... Dubas is the problem, not Keith. But again, who knows, right? Well, it's it's really up to Brendan Shanahan what he thinks. Um, but yeah, I think Dubas. I know he's a glasses guy. He's Ian's doppelganger, by the way. Kyle Dubas, right here. Um, Kyle Dubas is on the podcast right now. On the podcast, about the main yeah, beliefs. yeah. Kyle Dubas and Jimmy Fallon going at it <laughs> on, a, on a Thursday night at 10 p.m. Yeah, we're. Uh, I would We're pay to see Kyle Dewis and Jimmy Fallon have a conversation. That would be, awesome. be a hell of a show. That would be great. That would be great. Um, 
they lost a lot in the off yep. season. Yep. But they also gained some pieces too. So okay, so they lo- they traded for then lose McCann. Yep. Which I actually think McCann would have been a better replacement for Kerfoot. Oh, 100%. So but the reason why they got McCann was to protect Kerfoot. Yeah, I get that, but like I would rather just expose Kerfoot cuz I think McCann is a better But if you expose but, McCann is McCann does McCann McCann is a better version of what Kerfoot. I agree, but if you expose Kerfoot, you're not getting McCann. I don't think, but that's just me. Okay, so Freddie Anderson left. Zach Bogosian left. Nick Felino left. Zach Hyman left. Nick Patan, yep. David David Riddick, Riley Nash. Joe Thornton, they're all gone. Coming in to help replace... They're all gone. All gone. Coming in to help replace whatever is left. Michael Bunting from Arizona. Curtis Gabriel from San Jose. David Camp from Chicago. Peter Morazic from Carolina. Andre Cash from Boston and Nick Ritchie from Boston. Yep. Okay. It's a lot of moving parts right there. It's a lot of moving parts. Yep. I see what Dubis is trying like here because here's the thing. You you can't how do I put this? You can't run it back nope. because if you know doing the same thing and expecting a different result is definition of insanity or whatever the you know whatever the quote is sure but it's like beating your head against the cement wall it just doesn't happen it doesn't happen but also this team i thought was so set up had everything set up for them to go get the top four get a top four spot win canada get get to the top four and they absolutely leafed it against the Habs. Yep. They sure did. So, I don't know, man. I really don't know what to do with this team because no. defensively, I think they're, they're solid with Riley, Brody, and Muzzin. Yep. I think Matthews, Marner, Tavares, Nylander, I think are all really good players. Oh, yeah, they're elite. They're elite. Outside of those guys, I guess you got Wayne Train. Dude, McKayev's the GOAT. McKayev's the GOAT. McKayev's the GOAT. And the fact Kasha's on the fourth line right now as of, uh, you know, as per... September 16th. On uh, Daily Faceoff. Like, it's... That's... Yeah. Andre Kasha's a... He's a... at least Should be at least a third-line winger. If not, maybe second. But... If he can stay healthy. That's my, yeah. So, True. so, and then your goaltenders, you're rolling with Jack Campbell and Peter Morozik, who you're hoping, I think, you can get 40 starts out from each. I'm not mad about that. I thought, I don't mind that. I agree, it's not great, but I don't mind it. Yeah. I... I don't know what to say because I'm still hung up on last year where last year they were supposed like that was 
If they were going to win, it was last year. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't. They should have won at least. Well, they should have won two playoff series, but they did. And they didn't. Yeah. And now you're coming into this season. I hope that Marner and Matt, like Matthews and Marner's to me, don't, they don't seem like the type of guy who really have like that sort of mean streak to them. And, no. and Tavares, like they don't seem to have like that, that Kobe or MJ type of mean streak. Like, fuck you. I'm going to kick you in your ass. Cause I'm so pissed off at how the last season ended. Yeah, that's, I agree with that. Well, of any of the guys, maybe Matthews, but of yeah. any of but, I don't, I don't, yeah. but, but that's not who, I don't think that's who those guys are. And that's no, what I agree. Yeah. I agree. And there's no, like, how do I say this? There's no, like, bite. there's no, I feel like there's no passion in their game, you know? Like some, like, I feel like McDavid would have a bit of that bite or that grit. Like, even if it's, well, I mean, we've also seen him in more playoff games than Matthews has been in. So, but I think, but I think McDavid is, is in a way built like, Kobe or MJ or like yep. you know guys of the old who are like fuck you last season sucked ass and we should have gone farther yeah and I true. just don't I don't feel that from this team no that's, that's true that's a good point actually so and the other thing I think that has to be said and and maybe this is quite obvious maybe this is the elephant in the room I don't know that we've ever seen this like I don't know if we've ever seen a team that was so highly thought of, like the Toronto Maple Leafs, filled with such elite talent yep. that just can't do it. Washington Capitals were like that for a really long time. Capitals, I guess. Capitals. San Jose Sharks also was another team. Sharks. I think this Leafs team is better than those Sharks teams. I agree as well. But 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 it's just like that's and and the problem I think too is that. This team is just so good, yeah, but so lifeless at the same time on some nights. Yeah, I I agree with that. I'm taking the under on the 106 and a half. You're gonna say under? I'm, I'm gonna, gonna say under too, but it's close. They're they're in that mid hundreds range, and man, they gotta do something in the playoffs next year, or there's gonna be some shit going down in Leafland. They must be active at the deadline for something. Yeah. Like, like they have to, like, I, I'm looking at this roster and it's just like, you're really making a lot. Like you're really like Dubis. I like Dubis. You're really putting, like, you're really betting on guys who I'm not sure. Are there to do it. They're they're, going to be able to put you over the edge. I'm not confident, but again, maybe another, again, to your point about being hungry and wanting to win and wanting to be better the next year, maybe they'll do it this year. Who knows? Who knows? Um, any other final thoughts on the Leafs? Because I just can't, I don't, I don't have it. I'm no, I, I know. This play, I have on my notes here, playoff winner bust. They got to win the playoffs. That's, that's all there is to it. Do they and need they to win a round or do they actually need to like go to like the Eastern conference finals? They need to be Eastern Conference Finals. Okay. For it to be a success. They if they win a playoff series, people will keep their jobs. If they for, for it to be a successful year, they need to go to at least two rounds. Okay. Uh Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean back to else? back back to back Stanley Cup champions. Right. We just we we talked about them at the top of the show. 
they're without their checking line, but but they're still really good. Here's their third line right now: Ross Colton, Anthony Sorelli, Matthew Joseph. And that's a pretty fucking good third line. That's a yeah, that's a top ten third line right there. So I think Tampa Bay is still gonna be really good. They have a lot of their core pieces. Yep. I am a little bit concerned about again. Steven Stamkos, but even when Stamkos is out, they always seem to just do well. They seem like they're better. And they remember, they didn't have Stamkos or Kucherov for a huge chunk of last year, and they still made the playoffs. Yeah, pretty much. And Hedman wasn't healthy by the like by the end of the year either. So I I think this team is just really good. I think they're well coached. One of the best organizations in hockey. One of the best goalies in hockey. One of the best goalies in hockey. Um Kucherov might win the heart this year. He might. He's he could also make. He could also make. Running. He could also make the argument for Hedman too. You could and Vasilevsky. And all Vasilevsky. Three, all three of those guys are just nuts. And I mean, you know, I'm, I'm looking like you got Pierre Edward Belmar yep. and Zach Vagosian. Yep. Zach uh, not even. They have Cal Foot as their third pairing defenseman. And like, they got Corey Perry who is an absolute beast in the playoffs. And pretty much you're guaranteed to go to the cup finals whenever you sign. You, you maybe not, you maybe won't win, but you're at least guaranteed to go to the finals with Corey Perry. And you've got three-time champ Pat Maroon. So who knows? Maybe they'll get to it again and they'll win, win it again. They're so good. They're and so they're- good. They're, they're the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're back-to-back champions. Um, again, this is a case of like win or bust. Like we already know, like at least with this team, we yeah. know what they are. We know what their goals are. But if if they don't win the cup, it's not going to be disappointment. No, I don't think I don't think people are going to be upset. I think people are going to be like, oh yeah, well they won in the last the first round. It'll be a disappointment, but yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. So no, but um, if they if they lose to the Islanders this time in the conference finals, I don't think people are going to get pissed off. I think people are going to be like, oh well, they already won it the last two years. They played more hockey than anybody else. Yeah. In the last two years. If someone else run it, yeah, pretty much. So um, my X Factor Sorelli, um, he's a huge piece of that team, even though he sits on the third line. Um, yeah, if he's good, I mean, well, there's a bunch of guys we can talk about, but I have Sorelli as an X Factor because the all the obvious ones are too obvious to be X Factors. So yeah, I'm tr- I don't I don't wanna I don't want to galaxy brain it here, but I mean Maybe like Sergachev. I really like Sergachev, and the Sergeyev, fact too, yeah. And the fact that he was on the third line when they won the cup last year is just yeah. evident of how good this team is. Yeah, well, he's still their third left, their third pairing defenseman. Albeit, their three left shot defensemen are like three elite defensemen, or were elite at one point. So, over under one hundred and eight and a half points. Over, I'm taking. Gonna- I'm taking over. Over. Yeah. I just think they're still really good. I don't know that they'll win the cup this year, but I do think they are going to be really good. And they're going to be really fun to watch. Like they always are. They always are. Yeah. I I have faith in this team that they'll do really well. Yeah. Do you want to go through the standings as to what we have? Yeah, let's, let's do it. I actually made a change mid pod. So. Wow. I did. Yeah. I'm that guy. Did I convince you or. Yeah, uh, kind of. Yeah, I okay. also kind of like 
did a bit of mini. Did I sell you on the Red Wings? Is that what I oh, did? Oh, fuck no. Oh, come on. Silly guy. I mean, oh. I guess people can kind of see basically through the over-unders how we feel about yeah. each team. But who do you have in your standings? Do you want me to go uh, bottom up or top top down? Your choice. Okay, I'll go top. I'll go top down. Okay. Tampa Bay. That's pretty obvious. Yeah. Uh, Toronto. Sure. Florida. Yep. Montreal. Boston. Ottawa. Detroit. Buffalo. Six seven. Okay. So, I'm guessing for the second straight year in a row, you have the Bruins uh, missing the playoffs on the outside looking in. Yeah, I have them as the fifth seed with an asterisk, but they are not making the playoffs again. I am making that very clear. Okay. Because they don't have Tuka Rask or Tim Thomas as their goalie. Linus Allmark is none of those guys. The Bruins missed the playoffs. How dare you sleep on Jeremy Swayman like this? Mark my words. Nope. Nope. He's a backup. He's a great backup, but he's no starter. All right. Uh, I got Tampa Bay, Toronto, Boston, Florida, Montreal. Detroit, okay. Ottawa, Buffalo. I think that's pretty chalk. Like, I think that's pretty, like, what the consensus. If you had to poll what the standings were, I think that's probably what most people it would be. It would be pretty close. Yeah. yeah. Maybe a couple pick, like, the three, Florida, Montreal, Boston could make some movement. Three to five, I think it's pretty. I mean, three that's, to seven, three to seven, people might have Detroit and Ottawa. Like, like flipped. Yeah. Other than that, no, I'm with you. This, to me, honestly, this was the easiest division to preview and to pick because we kind of knew going in what they were going to be. Yeah. And I know the, I think both of us are smart enough now to galaxy brain it, but watch Toronto win the division this year and they just prove us wrong. And Boston makes the playoffs and we all just look like idiots. We're all look idiots. Yeah. Oh. Uh, do you want to go through the mailbag and see? Yeah. Let's see it here. I'll, I'll pull it up here. You're going to pull up the mailbag here. Uh, this would be a perfect time to, uh, uh, Tran, tran, um, oh, oh, fuck. The transfer into like an ad, the ad to transition oh, into an ad. Doing ad read, yeah. That, that was a really poor transition that I was trying to make there. And uh, maybe that's why we don't have ads on the podcast, is because Ian can't always seamlessly transition. Not yet. Hey, that happens though, right? All right. My internet is not being very good. It's the well, you're in Kelowna, so that's probably why your internet is not that great. That's part of it. Yeah. It's got to be right. Um, I got it. We're coming. Speaking of internet, be sure to sign up with Shaw Internet today. Oh, yeah. That'll be good, right? Am I with Shaw? We're with – our place is Shaw here. I have Telus at home or back in Squamish, but um, – all right. Ready for I think I just Telus at, at Squamish. Anyways, what do you got? So I got two questions. Um, yes. One is from a good buddy of mine, Noah Rother. He's one of the boys that lives up just up the street here. He asks, is he, is he is he living like um like where we where we I want to say where we hike but like where we walked up that one time is that yep. where he's living yep. up there okay up that I, don't way, yeah. that, I don't know what that's called that's uh, Capistrano it's in in Quail Capistrano right? yeah yeah I know right fancy right sounds Italian it, it is oh yeah there's all kinds of like uh, Italians who live up there is there an Italian uh, mob? No. is there an Italian mob in like up North Kelowna of course dude. Of course, I'm in it. Um, so Noah asked Jimmy Fallon, you and your Sicilian hair are just uh Dude, look at that. I know. Um Noah asks, will we see the Panthers finish first in the division? I mean, based on picks, no. No, but I I, I mean I think Florida 
listen, Florida finishing first could happen so long as everybody, like we talked about Barkov having a big year. Yeah. Um, their defense has a really good year. Bobrovsky goes back to old Bobrovsky. Like I can see, I can see them finishing. I first. see it. And I, I know, like I said earlier, they could finish first, first or sixth or somewhere in the middle. We don't yeah. know, but I have them fourth in my, or sorry, I have them third in my standings. I have them fourth. Um, yeah. I'm fourth. Yeah. So it's, it, they could finish and that's, and that's and that's more about how good the other teams i think or at least i have like i have like toronto and tampa bay ahead of them and i think toronto and tampa bay are really good but i mean they could finish ahead of toronto i think okay. i like their defense yeah. and goaltending yeah. ahead of toronto more but right now yeah especially if bobrovsky knight play or one of them at least plays to their elite ability that they can yeah so um yeah no uh they could but probably not it'll probably be tampa based i would say there's like an eight percent chance of them finishing first this year in the atlantic yeah that's that's reasonable yeah all right uh next question is from our guy jevin lefebvre from left side heavy podcast great guy go check out his podcast he, he gave he gave me shit because i'm in one of his like we're in like a, a couple fantasy leagues together and, and uh we're, we're recording this after thursday night football where i was playing the washington defense against the giants and i was saying god i hope daniel jones turns it over all night and <laughs> he's just like ian that's enough we we also <laughs> go, we also golfed last saturday in carnoustie i did yeah in uh in the uk right no no we golfed yeah, I know you golf, but you went to the UK. Oh no, right? no, you, yeah. you asshole! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! No, we didn't. Went to Port Coquitlam. Um, Actually, one story. I'll quick sidebar. Yes, I met a guy who has played St Andrews and Carnoustie. I played golf with them um, on Wednesday. Yeah, yesterday. Did you did you pull the same cards? Like, oh, Carnoustie's in the UK. <laughs> no, he actually played the the Carnoustie, like the one. Oh, in, the yeah. oh. Yeah, he he actually and he played St Andrews and he played Muirfield Village, yeah, like, yeah, he he's a member at a, a club in Scotland near Aberdeen, so yeah, pretty yeah. big deal. Oh yeah, it was cool. He, he hit the ball a ton. It was ridiculous. Uh, I only know that area where we golf because there's the Popeyes nearby in Poco. That's the only reason I know of where that area is. Yes, we love Popeyes. Uh, what is Jevin's question? Jevin asks realistically, what is Montreal's ceiling? Realistically. I think it's third in the Atlantic. Yeah, I'm going to say third as well. I don't think they're top two. Well, okay, so here's the thing. Based on my standings, I think there's a world which they can be better than Buffalo and Florida. I just don't see how they can overcome Tampa Bay, Toronto. In the regular season, we saw them get pretty well smoked. Not smoked, they won a game, but they were – pretty dominated from start to finish against the lightning in the finals they yeah. they pretty much i don't want to say got lucky but like the leafs also can't finish this so is, yeah no so that's why they probably advance against the leafs when they shouldn't have this is i true. think i I think third is like the, the ceiling. If you have a if you have a, a Carey Price esque season, if the forwards contribute, if their defense somehow is better than last year, I don't know if they can be better than last year. But well, hey, maybe you, another year from Romanov. You know, you never know. Romanov yeah, you never know. But I think third in the Atlantic, I think, is a, a fairly I realistic. I agree with that third place is 
their ceiling. They could finish sixth. They could finish third. Who knows? I have them at fourth. I have that six. Might, that might not even get them in the playoffs. So I have them sixth. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I I don't I I or you have them as fifth. I think fifth. Excuse me, yeah. I have a fifth. I I don't I don't see. Um, yeah, I don't see fifth. Um, sixth. I don't I don't see them getting to third. I see them more. Like fourth, fifth, sixth. Fourth, right? sixth, yeah. Yeah. I don't think they make the playoffs, too. No. I mean, and obviously, if they get to third, they get into the playoffs. And then we play Toronto again, which would be kind of cool. But yeah. I, I I, think they're they're probably missing the playoffs. But their ceiling is third, making the playoffs, probably playing Toronto in the first round. Enough said. All that's right. That's, that's, that's the podcast. That, that's Atlantic this week. Uh, we'll, I'm, I'm, we'll probably do the Metro next week keep it conference based. I think so. Yeah. I think we'll do the Metro next. We'll work our, work our way West. Um, pretty much. I don't have a whole lot. I'm going to plug this week. Uh, be sure to check out some of my, uh, sevens coverage. By the time you hear this, when this comes out, uh, yep. I'm going to have my, uh, rugby sevens preview for this weekend in Vancouver, which I don't know if I actually have uh, credentials yet to go cover. So that's cool. Hopefully you get that. Hopefully, I, I, I'm thinking about just showing up with, like, one of my old passes and then just presenting it. Because I know, like, where the media entrance is at BC Place. I'm right. thinking just showing my, me, like, old media pass and seeing if that works. Never, never hurts to try. So Never hurts to try. So be sure to check out my uh, yeah. uh, article on speakyourpeace.ca. We got another podcast with SYP creator Ravisher. That'll be released on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be talking some football and uh, an NHL redraft, which I'm not going to spoil which one it is, but we, we, are, we do have an NHL redraft on the way. Looking forward to that one. That should be good. Uh, what do you got? Anything you got to plug? Yeah, I do, actually. So uh, the Kelowna Junior Rec Men's Hockey League, or not Men's Hockey League, the Hockey League is full. We are not accepting anyone else. We are good to go. We have our teams made. Uh, team Blue is looking good. I must is that say, your team? That's our team. Honestly, all the teams are, are good. We've, we, uh, Matson and Tyler Matson and I did a good job kind of even them out. We'll see if we need to make trades or not in the couple first couple weeks. But, um, yeah, we're getting jerseys sorted hopefully this weekend and into the next week. And do, we need to do, do we need to do an SYP power rankings for uh, – the, the the hockey league in Kelowna. I think we should do it after first cu- the first couple weeks. All right, like some games and some some content to see. Uh, my second game, the second game of the season is on my birthday, so Ooh. you know I'll be getting up for that one. Ooh, that's gonna be fun. Oh, it's gonna be so sick. Yeah, I've, yeah, I love playing hockey. My birthday, it's the best. So, yeah, it should, it should be good. Looking forward to it. It'll be a great time. I'm honestly, all the boys are pumped up and. Some of these guys haven't touched the ice since March 2020. So, fact is, they're excited. I've I've, I've touched ice since March 2020, but it's because I slip on it sometimes, like, you know, going down the stairs outside of my building. You ever look like that asshole one time who just, like, slips and then no one's paying attention, and so you just get up and you just keep walking, but only you know that you slip because you don't think anybody else noticed? Yeah, I haven't had it personally, no, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, it can be really scary for people if, if you don't see it, right? It's tough, right? So, yeah. Um, well, that's awesome. So, but yeah, the league's going. We have a, yeah, we have a great league. Um, co ed, co ed now. We've, players, co ed. Yeah. It's, we've got some, um, some female players and we've got some, um, female also dropping players that will come in and take sub out some guys if needed. So, um, yeah, it's, it's good. We're, we're really happy with it. It's been, 
yeah, a bit of, bit of work involved, but it's been fun for sure. Mark that down and things you love to see. There you go. Yeah, October October 3rd is game one. So Awesome. Okay. You'll, you'll see it. Go follow KGRHL. All well, on Instagram. Yeah, well, I was gonna say we'll tag the brand. We'll we'll you know we'll pre- we'll tag them. We're gonna do a bunch of stuff with them. So that's gonna be really awesome. Uh, thanks again to Scott for doing this. Uh, we'll be back again uh, Saturday with a new podcast with Ravisher. Thank you again for listening. We'll be back soon. Peace out.